You're now listening to The Bad Guy Radio production of Black and White Featuring Justin Lee Ken W.O. And Junior your boy And your King boy Mac. King Mac What's up King Mac, I appreciate it What's up King Mac, I appreciate it It's another episode of Black and White. It's your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Golden Auto. Now, we got a little bit of corporate tonight. I'm not even going to fucking lie. Uh, we got the full house tonight. We got Asinine. We got Dre, King Mac, Your Grace, and we got the Queen Spooky Jess. Now, I don't like fucking Cubs fans on my fucking show. I'm not going to lie. I hate it. It makes me sick to my fucking stomach. But we got a Cubs fan here. CHGO Bears, you know him as an analyst, Greg Braggs, Braggs in the stance. What the fuck are you doing on my platform with that Cubs hoodie on? I know we're all audio tonight, but what are you doing wearing that on my fucking show? You know, I had to rep. I had to rep where I step. North side, uh, baby. I know you guys are a south side pride over here. So I had to oh. remind you what a World Series hoodie looks like. I mean, I know, I know fucking you guys, the ones you guys got has probably got all beat up and torn up and been through the laundry one too many times. So, you know, this is fresh. It's new. Yeah, whatever. It looks like you don't use dryer sheets, asshole. You make <laughs> me sick to my stomach. I mean, Mac, you be going at this man in the group chat every day. How do you feel about having Greg Braggs on the platform? Yeah, I, I like Greg on the platform. It's solid. I mean, I don't like that uh stupid hoodie he's wearing. I hope he, I hope he eventually uh drips some McDonald's barbecue sauce on his, on his chicken nuggets <laughs> and shit. But you know, I'm, I'm glad to see Greg on the show. At least he's a Bears guy. Well, me uh-huh. and Matt got the bet going for who's gonna win the World Series first, the Sox or the Cubs. And if the Sox win, I got to wear a full White Sox uniform to Comiskey. I still call it Comiskey. And if the Cubs win the World Series first, then Max got to come to the North Side dressed like Ronnie Woo Woo. And I'm oh my god, borderline Beecher. racist. Anytime you want another <laughs> black guy dressing like Ronnie Woo Woo, hey, those are the conditions. Those are the conditions. I'm sorry. I oh. mean. You know, I don't want to embarrass Mac, but, you know, we made this bet. And you guys shouldn't be worried, right? You got the better team. There's nothing to worry about. Your window's open. Not worried at all. See? Nothing to worry about. It's never going to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's never going to happen. We're getting a Brayu. We're getting a Brayu. See, now you're all fucking Brayu. That's pay right there. Lee O trust the actors. Asinine's probably fine with giving up a Brayu to the Cubs. Not going to the Cubs. And I'd rather him go to a team that isn't a fucking threat. So it is what it is. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather see him on the Astros in the Cubs uniform. I don't care. Yeah, he'd win. Yeah. Gary, you know, speaking of Astros, Mac, you've been you've been like Dusty Baker's fucking toothpick. You've been all in his mouth. 
You've been a fucking stand. Like, you've been glued to this motherfucker like the black latex gloves he's had. Like, we've been two years away from COVID, and he's fucking wearing the gloves like he's about to clean a house. He just won me a World Series. How you feeling, Mac? First of all, I ain't like the way you say I've been all in his mouth. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you put that, I can tell you that right now. But uh, I'm happy for Dusty, man. Dusty been a manager in baseball for years. As a matter of fact, he was a manager for that bum-ass team that Greg uh, cheers for the Cubs. As, you know, he, he he the one got them as closest to a championship as, as they ever gotten until 2016. And he's an honorable dude, honorable honorable man. You know what I mean. He handles his business with uh, dignity, you know. And I like the fact that he finally got him a championship. And the fact I get to put this in asinine face, who think the older guys can't get the job done. But look, look at never said they couldn't. I never said they couldn't. No, every time one of the older guys got knocked out the playoffs, you were sending me a a a message in the group chat. Or whatever the hell you was doing, yeah, one down, two to go, and all of that old type of stuff you was doing. You know yeah, because I mean? all of your narratives was crumbling. Now, I will say in a non-trolling fashion, I am happy for Dusty, right? Simply because he's black. Everything else, he's old, fat, <laughs> old, fat, and all of that. Other than that, he he checks off the two things on my five most hated list. So you know, he's lucky he's black, or else. And, and let's, let let people know that list right now, as an because oh n- number, I I, I'm, I can't say it in order, but I think number one is elderly, number two is children, number three is fat people, number four is DJ Khaled, and number five is people who speak on who talk on speakerphone in public. DJ Khaled. <laughs> so basically, old ignorant fat motherfuckers you have a beef with, basically. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Who we? Wow. We the best. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I think we should lift our glasses to Dusty though. Pay homage to a legend, Asinine. Pay homage. Yeah, I'm happy for Dusty too as a Cub fan. Um, you know, 2003 season was one of my favorite seasons as a Cub fan, and the way as well, the way we fell short. It was one of my favorite seasons as a Sox fan. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you guys are. You know what? I'm, I'm trying to give Dusty his flowers right now. So you got almost got me off track there, but no, he deserves it. I'm happy for him. Stuck it out this long to get his ring. If I were him, I'd retire on top. But whatever he decides. No, I'm happy for him. You know, uh, should have had one in '03. A lot of crazy shit happened. Alex Gonzalez happened. It would have been Cubs Yankees in that World wah, Series. Wah, wah. You know what, Jess? <laughs> We're just getting off to a bad start. You know, just me and you. All Don't right? disrespect the queen, you asshole. <laughs> we got a long ways to go. We'll see what you can do to to make up for it. But I'm happy for him too because clearly he's just like so well respected by like everyone in baseball. So it's kind of like he obviously deserves it. One thing I do want to ask Mac. Mac, how do you feel about Dusty coming out after the World Series? Pretty much saying that he's analytical, even though you've been shoving it down our throat. He's just an old oh, school boy. baseball guy. First he doesn't all, use analytics. He's just an old school the, baseball guy. I would guy. need the quote that he actually said because I know how you young guys like to fudge evidence and make it say what you 
you guys want to say. But I do remember Dusty during the season telling the Astros hitters just to go out there and hit to put some of that analytical stuff to the side. I vividly remember that. I also remember the Astros general manager saying how they allowed Dusty to make the lineups, pitching changes, et cetera, and that the analytical side was mostly, you know, with the pitching thing as far as, you know, um, what they call that shit, not spin rate and all of that. So I think, to be honest, the most successful organizations seems to mix the analytical department with a smart baseball guy like you've seen what they did with the Braves as far as they manager. He was a Bobby Cox uh, disciple, and we know Bobby Cox is old school as hell. So we know that manager is old school and not to mention uh, most of the coaching staff was very old school as well. As far as Ron Washington, who still hasn't got a fucking job, which is ridiculous. And I'm very disappointed at the uh, White Sox for not hiring him. Even though I don't know enough about this manager to say anything uh, about him, I do fear he may be an empty suit where Rick Hahn can run things from behind the curtains and fuck up things even uh, at a greater extent than he has already have. You know what I mean? If you can't put a team together, you damn sure shouldn't think you can manage or tell a manager what to do. But that's just my thoughts. And does it actually mean that Dusty is analytical or that the coaching staff he has around him is analytical, supportive to him? He said he was. What what are y'all not understanding? You haven't brought out one quote. I haven't seen the quote. You haven't read it to me, so I have to think that you're lying, unfortunately. Well, you got to think about this. Like, what is the one telltale that lets me know a manager is analytical? The lineup. So the Houston Astros has put the best team around Dusty Baker to just handle the lineup. Like, that's the whole thing is the White Sox never had a chance to have a consistent, organic, productive lineup. When everybody get injured. I mean, they, they stumped they told. They yeah, they didn't have – that's what, that's my point, Mac, yeah. is the White Sox never had a chance. You're missing Eloy, Luis Robert, and sometimes Moncada, sometimes Tim Anderson. That's your core. Can we be when honest was the about Astros the Astros, losing though? their core? We need to be honest about the Astros. I mean, I know everybody want to go to the analytical thing, but the Astros got fucking dogs. Let's just be Ooh. real. Altuve is a dog. Alvarez is a fucking dog. The dude, uh, the dude dog. who played shortstop, he was on the taxi Pena squad, is struggling. Look, look, Pena? look how, look how, yeah, Pena. Look how he started his career. As a matter of fact, speaking of Dusty, Dusty alluded to that, and that kid never gave up. Kept battling even though he was behind Correa and all that. And look at what he did when he got his opportunity. He took advantage of it. Like when you talk about the Astros, I'm sorry, they're a different type of beast. I didn't agree with the cheat. Didn't like it at all. But how they responded to the cheating allegations, as far as the players, it was like, uh, fuck you. We're going to do what we're going to do. And They was you, on some BGR yeah, shit. Yeah, they was on some, some, some mob shit. Let's be real about it. And then when you when you talk about, I, I can't leave out Alex Bregman. We had P-Flow on here about two months ago or maybe three months ago, maybe even longer than that. And he broke down Alex Bregman, you know, whom he coached, and talked about how that kid – cares nothing but about baseball and about winning and how he was like that in college and how he was like that in high school as well. So, yeah, you could talk all the analytical shit you want, and I know that's what uh, um, my man Asinine liked to do. But at the end of the day, 
the Astros are good because they have some dog-ass players and guys that grind hard as hell and guys that go out there and play the game the right way and guys that's not going to give up. And that's the one thing I dislike about most of these analytical people is they don't understand stuff that you can't measure and how it plays a big role in teams winning. Yeah. A lot of fucking dogs in that Astros clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I want to go back to you because you was all hot and bothered with fucking Bears fans this morning. Like, I woke up and I was like, Jesus Christ, Greg, you got to calm down on these fucking people. What uh, time you what wake up? I went off in the afternoon. Jeez, sleeping in there? Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's my only off day of the fucking week. So all the right, only you thing can I sleep got in. to do is right. hit the group chat and check your tweets. Yeah. Yeah, I was having it out, you know. It's like, because it was just driving me crazy, you know. The Bears are seem like they've finally got their answer at quarterback. You know, there's still a lot for Justin, you know. His ceiling hasn't been reached, which is a great thing to say when you consider how well he's played here the last five weeks. But this question we've been asking ourselves, when are we going to have a quarterback for years, decades, seems like it's finally being answered. And the way he's played here the last five weeks, specifically the last three against New England, Dallas, and now this last week against the Dolphins at home where he breaks Michael Vick's regular season record and three touch first most rushing yards in a game ever by a quarterback ever in the history of the NFL in the regular season. And then uh, first quarterback to ever have three touchdown passes fuck you, Northwest and over Indiana 150 State. yards. Fuck you, Matt right. So it's like it's not just rushing numbers, which everybody's going to point to because obviously he's a dynamic runner, but the three passing touchdowns, 150 yards, first time ever as a quarterback. Like we should just be celebrating. You know, I, I was joking at work. I was like, this is the first time we've come into work on a Monday after a loss and, and not been like, damn, the Bears st-, – you know, normally we're like, oh, the Bears fucking suck. No. They, nobody was saying that going into work Monday. We're like, did you fucking see that? We have a fucking quarterback. Can you fucking believe it? And Monday felt like a day of celebration on Bears Twitter. And I know Bears Twitter is a small percentage of what the entire fan base is made of. And the guys at work, they're not on fucking Twitter. But at the same time, it just bugs me when I go on there here today on a Wednesday, and we're back at each other's throats. You know, I was at a tailgate over the weekend, and this girl who's a Dolphins fan, she came up, she was like, you know, Bears fans are so nice. They're they're so much uh, nicer than other fan bases like the Eagles. I go, oh, no. I was like, Bears fans are only mean to other Bears fans. We we don't really fuck with other fan bases. We just fuck with each other all day long. And I'm sure you guys get a lot of that I see at, on White Sox Twitter. And Ugh. I just yep. – and so, You know, it's ridiculous. We eat our own a lot in, in this city. And it's just like there's a time and a place for that. I'm not saying there isn't. But at the same – like a week like this week, like why can't we all just fucking celebrate? And I'm I'm definitely the one that's trying to always bring people together, and it's a lost fucking cause with a lot of people. But it just pisses me off, you know. No like I said, man. this just feels like a week where we should be celebrating. We've got the Lions coming up on Sunday. Justin Fields is going to run all over that team. Team, He'll probably break his own damn record again. You know, let's have some fun this week, and we can get back to fucking shitting all over each other here in the future. And that was – all the point I was just trying to make, like you want to pull receipts and you want to fucking act like you're smarter than everybody at all times. Like, A, I think it's a fucking slippery slope to build your foundation of your whole sports Twitter existence on, 
I'm never fucking wrong because I promise you, you have been and you will be. And then the other half of it is, you know, can't, if you're going to fuck with people, can we not just do it in a more jovial manner? Why does everything always have to get nasty and get fucking personal? Like we're talking fucking politics on nasty election day. Shut the fuck up. Have some fun. Have a Coke and a smile and enjoy your fucking week of the fact that we finally have a fucking quarterback. It might even be a fucking guy. superstar quarterback. There you go, Jesus Greg Briggs. Here's, here's where I push back. Here's where I push back. You a piece of shit, everybody, everybody was doing this same thing when Trubisky threw six touchdowns. Let's pump the brake a bit. Trubisky threw six touchdowns. Everybody, oh, we got a quarterback. And we see how that. Bill's got more talent. We see how that shit went. And you know what? Bill has time to fuck up. And I was at that game. And six touchdowns isn't a record. Well, and I was at that game, and you, you would have thought the fucking really? Messiah had came into the stadium because no, we had never seen six t- passing touchdowns in a game, and people were literally like holding their heads, like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" It was a crazy day for Bears fans. But the difference, and I'd push back to you on Asinine, is when it came to Mitch Trubisky and Jay Cutler, there may have been fans that thought, "Okay, this could be our quarterback." But I don't think there were very many, if any, saying this guy could be a superstar in the entire National Football League. And that's the difference between Justin Fields and Jay Cutler and Mitch Trubisky. Those two guys, we were like, yeah, we can win with them. They could even be our franchise quarterback. But nobody was sitting there beating the door, beating, beating the table down saying, this guy is a bona fide superstar could be a top five player in the league. And that is what we're seeing with Justin Fields. He's got a lot to prove still, but how he's played right now and the intangibles he has, and when you consider the lack of talent around him, Mitch Trubisky threw six touchdowns. He had a fucking hell of a team around him that year. Justin Fields is doing this with Wasn't that no, easy? It was kind of like Kendall Wright or some shit? No, that was 2017. And that was his rookie year. Yeah, Marvin 2018 Robinson. is when he had six touchdowns. And they had Allen Robinson. Taylor yeah, Gabriel Robinson. came in I as free agents. Robinson, they yeah. had a good tight end. Or Trey Burton as a free agent tight end. They had Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen. They had weapons. This team doesn't have weapons. So for him to be doing what he's doing and, and breaking historical records while developing – only shows you that the sky is the limit for this guy, a much higher ceiling than Jay Cutler or Mitch Trubisky ever showed. To me, that's that's abundantly clear, and we should all be really fucking excited about that. You can see the difference yeah. in the talent level between Justin Fields and Trubisky. I mean, you can see it. Like, mm-hmm. Trubisky was a good athlete, but Justin Fields is an elite athlete. You know what I mean? And I don't think anybody will argue that Justin Fields' arm is not better than Trubisky. I mean, his arm... It's better than Trubisky. You can even make an argument he's way more accurate than Trubisky too, as far as throws go. And let's just 100%. and let's just be honest. Let's just call it how we see it. He's also a smarter player than Trubisky as well. So let's just keep 100%. it all the way one hundred and keep it all the way real. Yep. And he's no more. Hope. He's no, more confident in his press conference. Yeah. 
I don't even care about the press conference. It's a lot of we going on with Justin Fields at the microphone. And you see that in a young player where you let's take a step back and analyze the Bears for what they are. The best player and most valuable player on the team is Justin Fields. He is not the reason the Bears lose football games. But I just want to say this before does, you go on, uh, Justin, because I got go to correct, I gotta correct um, Braggs in one aspect. Because where you finna go, Max said this already. And yes, I talk about myself in the third person because that's how great I am. And uh, anyway, Mac is like not 100% right, but 95% right. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm not perfect. Not even fucking But I'm close. pretty close to fucking perfect. 95%. What right. the fuck type and of by the way, is this? And by the way, I said all of this that you're about to say. Let's just be honest what the Bears oh are, blah, God. blah, blah. I said that the only thing that matters for the Bears season is not their record, but Justin Fields' development. It was really that obvious. The Bears was rebuilding. I never understood why people cared about the Bears' record. I never understood that asinine argument that was really asinine of the Bears need to win this many games in order for fucking free agents to come here. You know what free agents care about? Money. They open their pocket, you stuff it full of money, and they go to that team. That's how it fucking works. Yeah, but we ain't giving you a medal for that take. I mean, any (laughs) rational Bears fan... Was saying that in the uh, offseason. How many rational Bears included. fans are? I, I, all right, Greg, come on. How many rational Bears well, fans? Well, you got to pick real. through the weeds sometimes <laughs> and be careful yeah. who you listen to. You know, there's a lot of people selling. That's, that, that's true. Look, look, look. You don't get a cookie been, for a layup. You don't get a cookie for a layup. <laughs> no, but uh, what I was about to say about Justin Fields is like most people say you're the franchise quarterback because you're the most productive offensive player at the position. Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback is because he's bought in and the coaching staff and the players play hard for him. We've seen that, like the turnovers are going down. The morality of the team as a whole is going up. And like, we're talking about a losing team. We're talking about a team that's not going to impress you in the wins and loss column, but you're going to watch the bears every fucking Sunday. And 80% of that is because of Justin Fields. So as that's a, the guy. As a football watcher. Yeah. Not a football expert as uh, Dre and some of the other people who watch. Uh, Junior these. say that to a football watcher. <laughs> all these who watch all these films and all that. As a football watcher, just from my uh, perspective, which to me is very obvious, Justin Fields is playing better because they are allowing Justin Fields to be Justin Fields and they have sort of took in the handcuffs off of him. That's my perspective. That's what I believe. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, Justin Fields' buy-in. And I said this about three or four weeks ago. What makes Lamar Jackson special is people, or I mean, that coaching staff allow Lamar Jackson to be Lamar Jackson, and they didn't try to put him in a box. Why you? Why, why we are seeing Justin Fields being special is because they have – relinquish trying to put him in a box and just allow him to be himself, which is go out there and make plays, go out there and make smart decisions, which he's known for, and not to overthink stuff that they were overwhelming him with, in my opinion. That's why you're seeing a better Justin Fields. Well, the thing to me that I think is going to end up getting lost in the weeds as the season ends, because I think he'll continue to put up big numbers here week to week. And now we have Chase Claypool and it, and it, people are going to assume, well, they, they put talent around him 
and they took the handcuffs off him and they let him run more. And that's why he's doing so much better. But if you break it down from week to week, when this actually turned after the giants game, where at the end of the game, they had fourth and two and they punted or it was fourth and two or fourth and three. And they, it was at the very end of the fourth quarter and they chose to punt instead of keeping it and letting Justin Fields play there. I was, as mad as I've been all season because of the conservative play calling there. And I, and Valus Jones ended up fumbling a punt and then the bears never got the ball back on the final possession. So they lost the game. The next game they played Minnesota and that was where this all started to turn. And Justin Fields had a, an amazing day that day. That was our first sign. And at that point they weren't doing QB design runs. They didn't have chase Claypool. You know, the, the offensive line was a shit show, but the difference was Luke Getze finally stopped calling conservatively. Mm. And that was my biggest issue to start the year. After the 49ers game, which you could just throw away because it was a fucking shit show fucking hurricane they were playing in. But after that, the Texans game, the Giants game, the Packers game for the most part, they they played so conservatively. They wouldn't – in the Texans game – They wouldn't even let him try to drive down the field with two minutes to go and three timeouts. They took knees and went to the halftime tunnel. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so Luke, you know, credit to him. He's still learning as an offensive play crawler, first year doing it, and an offensive coordinator for this team. He finally started spreading it out and giving Justin an opportunity to have more options to throw to, albeit a bunch of, you know, not very good options, but at least you're spreading it out and making the defense have to defend those guys. But then that also doesn't bring more people in the box. If you are bringing two tight ends in and helping block, that's two more defenders you're bringing into the box, which makes the offensive line have to figure out who they're blocking more people of. And they're bound to fuck up sooner or later, and that gives less running lanes for Justin Fields to escape. Now you spread it out a little bit. You move the pocket a little bit. You do some different things that quarterbacks do because this is where I get a little irritated. I've seen some different people say, Oh, well now he's running it. And that's why he's good. No, that came after they spread it out and let him play quarterback. And now week to week, yes, they've added the QB design wrinkles. Yes. They've added Claypool here in the last week. And those are things that are going to continue to help him, but it's not just running the ball. He is playing the quarterback position. They need much more talent around him. But he is doing things in the pocket. It's 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 both, and so I, I'm I'm excited for you know obviously them to bring in more talent so he can get to those 250 300 yard passing games that we're all saying well that's the last thing left. So you know it's it, it to me <laughs> if you break it down week to week, the offensive play calling spreading it out a little more allowing him to throw the football more has led to all the other things that we're talking about, like running the ball and and running the ball on QB design runs and things of that nature. Greg, I'm not going to lie. We just got a fucking letter from HR. They want you to shut the fuck up right now. And we're going to go to the queen of BGR spooky. Jess, Jess, what the fuck is going on with Aaron Rodgers? Like, we're talking all this quarterback shit. What's up with your boy? He's a Sagittarius, but he's looking shitty. Let me take a sip of my wine. All right. You're going to need a few sips. Thank you. He's not doing well. So, honestly, I really couldn't fully tell you what is wrong with 
Aaron himself because he has no one to throw to, especially after Sunday. I was luckily working and I couldn't watch it. Very happy about that. Um, But I heard, you know, more people got hurt and it's just, but he has not, he has not played up to his potential at all this entire season. And it's only gotten like worse as the season's gone on. Like obviously the first game was shit, but then like, you know, week two and three, but I don't know. Like he has, you know, he's been dealing with a thumb injury, but I don't know if that's, that's, you know, to blame. I'm just saying that that's a thing. Um, it's really hard to say, honestly, because there's a lot of potential factors of what I got been. him in fantasy and I won this week, even with the three picks. Hey. The oh. this well, he had a nice run there, too, I saw, but that you got him in fantasy. <laughs> this is what this is all about. I don't know. It's, it's just a lot. I mean, the whole off season and him like not saying if he was staying or going or like, I don't know. We don't know what goes on. Like, in the locker room, I mean, I think that him and Matt LaFleur get along extremely well. Yeah. I know that, you know, him and a lot of his teammates are close, but I, I don't know. So I don't know. I'm kind of stumped, honestly, but we just hit, we have so many injuries now and I don't give up on teams. I don't, but it helps sometimes to check out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're only benefiting your mental health. <laughs> I did that for the White Sox, so and I don't really regret that at all. Um, so I'm just saying. I know it's early, but it's going to be really tough to, to turn it around. So I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, I think some people need to be fired. Um, I think we need another wide receiver. Um well, I, I want you to Devontae feel that. Adams, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say, how does it make you feel that they tried to get Chase Claypool, and the Bears got him over the Packers? Well, guess what? I don't even know who that is. So <laughs> he's my fucking background picture right now. <laughs> that is fine. I don't even know who that is. I am not a big like. I love hockey. I love a lot of hockey players. I I obviously watch baseball a lot but with the nfl like i only watch the packers so like i don't really know that many people outside to be quite honest unless well, they're me, like really good but to me i mean i i may i've been making the prediction for a little bit now i mean i think aaron Rodgers is set to retire at the end of the year i think he wanted to I, go ahead Jeff. i don't i see i didn't think that he wanted to retire but like now as the season goes on he's just not playing while well. i'm like thinking i'm like well shit maybe he might retire and that's gonna suck and it's gonna kill me and i'll cry but i genuinely did not think that like he was gonna retire this year. i was like there's no way he's playing and he was still obviously extremely capable like i don't know like it's not like his talent just like disappeared i just don't really you know know exactly what's going on but i thought he was staying for you know another three years um but i mean i don't know i've I no walking idea away. He'd be walking away from a good chunk of money. He's still guaranteed a portion of that, even if he does retire. But to me, if you watch interviews he's taken, I watched one long-winded interview. Yeah, I I saw him with uh, Bill Maher on his Club Random podcast, and they just talked about anything for like an hour and a half. It wasn't just sports. They talked about everything. And 
Uh, I just see a guy that doesn't really care about sports like he used to. I don't see that same fire and edge to prove everyone wrong and fuck you, fuck the NFL, fuck everybody that didn't pick me for 24 picks or whatever it was. Fuck Brett Favre for taking my three first years in the league. I see a guy that has had a spiritual awakening. He took some Ayazuka and mushrooms and he's ready to, you know, move on to the next part of his life. And, you know, maybe he'll come back for the money, but he doesn't strike me as the type. And I see a guy that regrets not taking the Jeopardy deal. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I just still see be on the table. Yeah, I think so. I think he could go back and do some shows. I mean, I know they picked a, a new host, but I'm sure they wouldn't be against bringing him back because that's just what I see. A guy that is doesn't have that same edge. Same with Tom Brady. He said he earlier in the year, he's like, oh, this is like military. We, we don't get to see our families all week. And we, we don't have lives between each Sunday. That's not these guys. They just don't strike me as the same guys we've known for the last 20 years. So, you know, to me, I, I'm putting the prediction out there. Maybe he'll stay for the money, but I just don't see that same fire and edge that he's had in years past. And I could see that, but, I mean, he really does love football and love playing football. But, like, I understand, I think, why he just seems kind of checked. I mean, I can only imagine how fucking frustrating it must be to play on that team this year. Like, mm. last year, I mean, it was so much better than this year. Obviously, like, Devontae, duh. But, like, and he's still, I think last year he still, you know, it was only last year he still had that, like, kind of fire and stuff. So, I don't know if, if I can fully say that he's checked out completely. But I can only imagine how frustrating it is to know, like, how well you can do and not having enough people surrounding you, like, at all. So I know he's probably really frustrated, but also he's not playing that great either. So he's, I mean, very, very frustrated. So I don't know. Time will tell, but I, I see absolutely what you're saying. And I, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, it's it's very up in the air with him. I could see it. But I could see both ways, but... I mean, I love him to death, but I don't know. I hope he stays. I hope he sticks around, but you, you think we'll have to see. Uh, you think Aaron Rodgers having a frustrating season? Imagine sitting at a baseball game next to Greg, and he's fucking spilling beer all over you. You can't fucking move around. <laughs> fucking the fuck did I do that? Huh? Everywhere, because he can't control himself and fucking popcorn being spilled all over you coming out of his fat-ass mouth. Just imagine sitting next to Greg. <laughs> Bro, not even just Mac. popcorn in the drinks. He's spilling himself oh, one hey. from out his fucking seat. <laughs> Hold on now. I was at the game. It was me, Greg, Ray. Gabe was with us. And, like, I bullshit you not. We sitting along the left field now. Like, it's perfect outside. Weather's nice. Fucking drinks are flowing. I this just nigga. walked 25 miles too, by the way. Shut the fuck up, that. bro. Cause that's not I'm not I'm talking about you whipping out the tablet while we're watching a whole fucking game. It's true biscuits going up in Cleveland. What the fuck are you doing? It's September baseball on the south side, and you have the nerve to be watching Pittsburgh versus okay. the Browns. Listen, the Sox at that point were met. The Sox were at that point were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So no, they yes, were. No, they were. Yeah, they were. And no, they I know wasn't. it's rude to bring a tablet to somebody's funeral, but you know the game is you on. And I got that big ass phone. What do you need a tablet for? You know, because my phone, I got to tweet. You know, I got to yeah, be. Oh my god. 
And to make it worse, it was probably Addie's tablet. Yeah. And everything is Addie's now. I, nothing belongs to me in this house. <laughs> but uh, ah. I got a question. Even yeah. your balls and your of... fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a question to kind of tie into the White Sox a little bit, what we've talked about previously. Um, so when you say that the Bears are letting Justin Fields like be himself and play quarterback. So I guess follow up question too. Do you feel like they didn't do that with Trubisky or Jay Cutler? No, I mean, I think that, well, with Jay, it was a multitude of problems. One, he was an asshole and not a great teammate. (laughs) And I watched that firsthand. Anybody that thinks that wasn't the case, um, I want to know how many training camp, you know, practices you saw because I saw a different quarterback in the flesh and um, you know, guys like Devin Hester have been very vocal about that in years past since the team is split apart and Devin Hester is going to the hall of fame. So I'm going to take Devin's word on things when it comes to some of that locker room stuff. But at the same time, he also had a different offensive coordinator every year. And then when they finally started to get things going, he won towards MCL in the NFC championship game when they were starting to peak and then the next season, he tore his he broke he hurt his thumb, tore his thumb, and was out for the season in a year that they really looked like they had potential. They were eight and three. Johnny Knox was starting to really emerge, and so at that point they had peaked. And then Jace afterwards, you know, with the Mark Tressman era, it basically started to go downhill, and um, they had one of the more toxic teams I've ever seen in the second year of the. Tressman era when Martellus Bennett got in a fight with Kyle Fuller at training camp and Brandon Marshall's acting like, you know, a lunatic, uh, you know, at practice and at the podium on post games during the season. And that team just didn't like each other. And when your quarterback isn't the type of person that's going to bring everyone together, like we hope Justin Fields is, and it looks like he is that type of leader, you know, and you're, you're the type of person that's dividing the locker room from, the, the people that are in the cool crowd versus the people that aren't that's that's not, you're never going to find a winner with that kind of team chemistry, especially when your quarterback is that type of leader. I'm big on that. So that was what tricked me about Mitch. Mitch was a very good leader, that type of guy that could gain the respect of all of his teammates. He was a good guy. And so, and he did have some athletic ability. He could throw the ball. He could move. You'd go to camp. And anytime we see any quarterback throw downfield, we're like, holy shit, did you? We've never seen that before. So Mitch would do some of those things, and you're like, all right, I think we got something. But with Mitch, it was two problems. One, he wasn't talented enough, couldn't read a defense fast enough. The game was a little too fast for him. And two, Matt Nagy had no idea what the fuck he was doing. After that first year when he had a lot of gimmetry offense and the defenses around the league started to catch up to him, he didn't have a counterpunch. He only knew how to run one way of running an offense from Kansas City. He didn't come from a bunch of different teams. Most most offensive head coaches have coached on four or five different coaching staffs in no different ways to skin the cat. Fucking Matt Nagy didn't know how to do that. He didn't. He at one point after a loss said, "I after they ran the ball only five times, 
a franchise low five times. I think it was seven total, but two of them were jet sweeps, which I don't count. Five times with the running back. He said in the post-game presser, I didn't come here to run the I formation. And that should have been, at that point, all you needed to know about Matt Nagy because the I formation isn't like some caveman way of, of playing football. It's a staple. It's a foundation that you have to have in your offense or you'll never be successful. So Matt Nagy never understood how to run the ball, never knew how to play off of running the ball and having some rhythm and consistency. And then that's how you build your quarterback up, especially one that doesn't have as high a high Q as Justin Fields, doesn't have that same athletic ability as Justin Fields. You've got to scheme for him to his strengths to get the most out of your team. And Matt Nagy couldn't do that. So, you know, he tried to force him into a Patrick Mahomes system that, you know, Mitch Trubisky could not run. And then, you know, ultimately Matt Nagy didn't have a counterpunch to it. And we saw the exact same thing. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace could still be here. They drafted Justin Fields. So they could have still been here. He had no idea how to use Justin Fields. Luke Getze, it took him three or four weeks to find his rhythm. There's no talent here. Matt Nagy had more talent last (laughs) year on last year's roster than than what Luke Getze's dealing with this year. So they figured it out this year, but Matt Nagy couldn't figure it out all year how to take a guy like Justin Fields and the talent he has and run an offense that's predicated to that. So that's why he's no longer here, and that's why we're we're seeing what we're seeing now. I'm going to start calling you the professor, Greg. You said hey. all them motherfucking words to say Matt Nagy was an idiot, didn't know what he was doing as a coach, <laughs> and that – it's called Mr. articulate, man. And, and, and then Mr. Trubisky, get a fucking and Mr. Trubisky was remedial. And now look at him; he barely can breathe because he did all that. Inhale. I, 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 I had pizza before I came on. It's not easy. I got heartburn. All right, so then here's my follow-up question that all y'all can can uh, help me out with. That we're I'm referring back to the White Sox. How we felt like the White Sox didn't have an identity this year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like the Bears are going to work around Justin Fields and his abilities and kind of make that, like, make his gameplay their identity? Well, right now their identity is running the football. I mean, they're the number one Here we rushing go with team this in shit. the NFL. <laughs> it is. They're the number one rushing team in the NFL. So that helps Justin Fields, you know, be able to do some of the other things he's doing eventually – their identity of this team will be Justin Fields doing whatever the fuck he wants. But as of right now, their identity is to do in the NFL to like, just do that. But say that again. As I don't, and I don't know how easy it is for the, like that to happen in the NFL, you know, like as it is for, for baseball, like we were talking about the Sox being power hitters, home run hitters, which didn't really pan out well, but. You got to do what you're good at. You can't force it. You can't square peg and round hole it. You can only do what your players are capable of and ready to do. And, you know, Justin Fields, sky's the limit for his capabilities. But right now, you know, you run the football, you play action off of that. You let them get out and do some different things. You spread it out and get quick reads and things like that. Or is there going to come a time where it's bombs away? Absolutely. But right now, yeah, they're, Number one rushing team in the NFL. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. This is yeah. why you listen to BGI. You get top quality 
football analysis. You can't square peg it, round hole it, whatever the fuck. That we are not finna call this elite football analysis. This nigga is saying all the Twitter I literally was about to go into convulsions. I was like, I know he ain't talking about me. <laughs> this is excellent. Uh-huh. Excellent football. To be fair. Analysis. Great. Excellent. I mean, you dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to baseball. But excellent. Hey, and you gave me a lot of shit running. for picking the Bears. To, you gave me a lot of shit for picking the Bears to beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. I told you part of that was because I thought the Packers sucked. Yeah. So It don't matter. You know, the Bears still you know, not going to beat the Packers. And as a matter of fact, uh, Dre will owe me something at the end of this. I, that's going to be a game. tough game again to pick for me. You know, because that's older field. I know the Bears are beating the Lions this First Sunday. First of all, I do too. Bears defense, is not, not. Bears defense is not good at all. Let's so you real. picking the Lions? Because I'll bet you a bottle on it. Uh, no, I already got one going on with uh, uh with you, you, got, oh, you got one going on with me. I don't understand why the uh, – crazy. I don't understand why Kevin ain't paid me yet. Uh, you know, I just sent him VMOs, and he still ain't paid. He need to pay up, you know what I mean? It's, it's, and, you and sent him Bears, up, wait, you the sent Bears him what? will beat the VMO, Packers in so field, the fuck it's called, VMO. VMO? Yeah, I think I ain't never heard no shit I don't like know that. what the fuck VMO is. That's what it's called. It's called VMO. Is that a movie? Are you taking the Lions or the Bears? I don't know. I don't know. I could give a shit. I don't <laughs> I'm not versed in all these cash apps. I know you trick daddies. Y'all be sending cash apps easily. I don't know all that old type of stuff. You got me fucked up. You know I mean? Just tricking is running rapid these days. Andre be sending money to Q8. Yeah. This is wild out here. <laughs> sending money to who? <laughs> Q8. Kuwait? Yeah. Who the fuck is Kuwait? this? <laughs> I think it's called Vimo though, but he better pay my money. As it's a matter Venmo. Of fact, Venmo, not Vimo. Oh, whatever the fuck it is. Venmo. I thought you said Vimo. <laughs> I did say Vimo. He did say I did say Vimo. So Venmo. Hey Kevin. Send me my money. Venmo. Send me my paper. You know what I mean? I don't know why you made that bet anyway, but for whatever reason you Bears fans get overly excited and y'all just come up with stuff that doesn't Makes sense. It was no way the Bears was going to win that game. Send me my paper. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. They what? The Dolphins game that they barely fucking lost is here such a crazy the, thought. Here we go with the participation trophies. Here we go. Barely lost. You either win or you lose. Yeah, but the idea you that it's such a crazy sick, thought Mike. they could have won yeah, when the fucking no, game was in the a, balance. At they the end. didn't win. They didn't win. They didn't win. What are you talking about? No. We could have. Hey, but while, while they were winning, that was quite. They this took it back the original rant to start the show. Fucking the ball, the bounce of the ball, a couple plays here and there, oh. and it determines who's the experts and who's the dumbasses on fucking sports Twitter. It's fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, come on now. The bounce of the ball, all that sound like bullshit to and me. And I accidentally you either win or you lose. on Twitter. Now How can you almost win? I almost, I almost win. How do you almost win? How? Well, when the fucking the uh, refs, they, they come don't out make today no, oh, here we go. Bears the truth. They admit it. You know what? I want to say this. I want to say this. Bears fans, and I'm a Bears fans, but I, I had to go to this. 
Bears fans do the most crying. The most crying I have ever seen. It's always <laughs> the refs. Like the NFL has something against a team that hasn't won a championship since 1985. Like they need a conspiracy theory against the Bears to keep them down. Bears fans just do unnecessary whiny crying instead of taking personal responsibility. Guess what? Yeah, the doing refs it right now. don't matter if the game Nobody. isn't close. And Nobody bad calls happen in games all the time, and it go both ways. It's that simple. Stop okay. with and the I fucking crime. I don't disagree with that. I mean, on the fucking Justin Fields interception, they called defensive holding, and it was a, sus- a suspect call. You know, ultimately the black punt for a touchdown cost them the game. But it's not like a conspiracy we're saying the refs have against the Bears. The refs admitted they made two bad calls and they were in the pivotal moment. There are bad calls that happen throughout a whole game, but when you make it in the pivotal moment at the end, those are much weighted much more than the minutia calls one through fucking third quarter, first through third quarter. It just stands out. A bad call is a bad call and can affect the game at any time. It's just the fact at the end of the game it stands out more. That's all. No, the momentum yeah. at the end of a game is so much different uh-huh. than those little minutia calls yeah. in the fucking I'm, second I'm, quarter. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the uh, Bears fans blaming the refs. I am. I'm tired. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fucking fan. tired of still hearing to this day that the Packers get all the fucking calls. Yeah, so while we're on that topic, well, the refs, the refs play for the Packers. Yeah, do you? How do you guys? Know? I've never seen not that. get tired of that old narrative. How do you not get sick and tired of fucking? We'd be losing by thirty, and motherfucker, we'd be losing by thirty. The refs, motherfuckers, be like, but the refs, yeah, but the refs. Let me ask you this, Matt, because you're the baseball historian here. Go ahead. Who is Don Dankinger? Now he want to ask me something about some 1930 player, so he can say. And he calls he he calls you the baseball historian. He's the founder. (laughs) Yeah, he's fucking. You know, he's 92 years (laughs) old. He's seen it all. Do you remember (laughs) who Don Dankinger is? They they go. He just Google something. He want me to know who this person is. I I didn't Google it. I didn't Google (laughs) it. Who he is, Greg? You tell me. You heard it from one of your old. He's the umpire that blew the call in the World Series, and he's still. Never lived it down in like 1983. Well, the Cardinals, what? I think. That's what. In the, yeah, the Cardinals. Then no refs blow a call for the Bears in the Super Bowl. You know why? Because the Bears ain't been to the Super Bowl in 2006. <laughs> and when they went in 2006, they took an L. So, you know what? Bears fans need to c- stop crying about the refs. Bears okay. fans, this is a season to enjoy, to relax. I agree. There's no expectations. You're watching your young quarterback. He gets to go out there and develop. This is a rebuild. But yet, Bears fans are crying about, oh, we're not the worst team in the league. Who gives a fuck? You're one of the worst teams in the league. Why does it matter if you're the first worst or the second worst or the third worst? Mm -hmm. You suck ass. Suck ass is suck ass. It doesn't matter. So I don't understand why people want to make this Big deal about it. Also, no, I can I completely agree. I mean, this year is a win win yeah, season. Yeah, also, if they win if they win a game because Justin plays great, that's great. I, I'll take every win they get the rest of the year, even if it fucks up their draft status, because that means Justin is evolving even more. Mm-hmm. But if they lose games and Justin plays well, like we saw last week, that's a win in my book yeah, because that, that just keeps their draft yeah. capital very high. 
and is going to give Justin weapons for when this team is actually ready to be good. I, I don't understand I all this crying. I don't understand all this whining. What? 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 what well, I mean, you can yeah. still call out what a bad is, call. What is Bears crying about? You crying about the refs? Like the refs kept you from going to the playoffs? Your ass suck. You deserve to lose that game. Let's just be honest about it. Like you, you took the L. You lost. No, ain't my no whole point. It's not even ain't about. No I'm, I'm not win. crying about shit. And, I'm just making the and point. And then Bears that, fans crying about experts. What the experts say? I'm, because these so-called experts, we don't even know if they even experts or not. Just because they're in the media doesn't mean they experts. But everybody crying about bro. everybody crying about what the expert the experts say. I mean, what? When did we become so whiny in Chicago? This is supposed to be the city <laughs> of broad shoulders, the tough guys. <laughs> The Bears, all that shit. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. And we become some big-ass <laughs> crybabies. Big-ass whiners. I, I don't quite understand it. I just don't You just get don't it. get it, your yeah. grace. When? When did we become these big-ass wusses? I will say wusses? this. That was something I loved about Derrick Rose. He never bitched to the rest. Yeah, that's what ever. I'm saying. Never Nothing. cried. That's what, that's, that's where we come from. But for whatever reason, we crying about raps. In a losing season, oh, the refs didn't get the call right, and your ass right. still took an L. It don't matter. You All gave right. up well, thirty-seven points or forty points, whatever they we gave. We went up. sideways on this. My, my whole point was mm-hmm. that it wasn't a ridiculous prediction. If no, Kevin, we didn't go sideways, and yo, that was my whole. Point. And your point was ridiculous when you said. We almost won. That's when your point went out the window because you can't almost win. You well, win because I just think lose. that that's where the whole expert <laughs> thing is so stupid. Like I was the only person on the whole CHGO team to pick the Bears to lose to Washington on Thursday night football a few weeks back. Okay, okay, we the, the Washington beat us. I was right. Mm. Does that make me an expert? No, fucking well, Darnell Mooney drops a touchdown at the end of the game. And they win that game if he catches it. So that doesn't. It's just one play that decides who the experts and who the idiots are. I just think that uh, it's very cut and dry it's and sports it's a stupid man. notion to try to see. CHGO is not using you in the right manner. If they want to get your expertise about something, they should say which restaurant have the best chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they would get your expertise. You know what I mean? They need to call mm-hmm. me and I tell them how to get the expertise. Oh, we all know I'm I'm the meatball of CHGO. You know I mean? no but I'm just saying I, I wear that with a badge of honor. Thank you very much. I fucking love There's you guys on Bears after not dark. I'm fans. not gonna lie. All this damn crying. And then Gray talking about we almost won. No, you lost. That's what happened. <laughs> no such, yeah. no I such think... thing as I almost win. I Look think from from the outside looking in perspective here, for me, um, obviously I don't follow Bears fans on purpose. It's just the fact that obviously a lot of Sox fans, Chicago people, that com- makes complete sense. Um, but I think from the outside looking in, like for me, it's just that people are either just inconsistent, very like wishy washy. I agree, and also just super so fucking emotional. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a in an insult because we all like oh, our emotions should. are with our sports teams, but like they f- freak the fuck out. It's like zero to a hundred both ways. Yeah. You know, like there's just no it's, it's chill, ego. no middle ground. Either there's no fucking chill, and like you're saying, like. You are making very valid points. Like it's a win-win situation, like a win-win season. That's fucking awesome. Like that's a great point. 
But I just feel like some people are not level-headed and don't understand that. It's just like, holy fuck. Y'all need to fucking relax. (laughs) Well, it's a race to be right. And that's what sports Twitter has become. Everyone's in a race to be right. So they can yell, I called it. And, you know, I told you so's and shit like that. And Mm. I, I, you know, while I think there is a place for that in sports conversation, I think it's dominating sports conversation when it used to be the bar that you'd go to have a conversation with people, right? you know, you would have your opinions and then you'd go the fuck home drunk. Now we're right. on Twitter fucking 24 seven puffing our chests out, having dick measuring contests all day, every day. So yeah. I yeah. Mean, and Twitter, Twitter isn't real. Just, you know, a quick no, reminder. 100%, but, no, 100%. For $8 a month, <laughs> Twitter could be real. Do not play for a blue check. <laughs> Please don't blue pay check. for the blue check mark. Please don't do it. They gonna deny you I'm anyway. Gonna, I'm, I'm finna pull up to the group chat with it tomorrow. They kick they they kicking you off all platforms as we speak, Justin. There's very messages incoming every day. Uh <laughs> this is where we get to the point where we get a final words because Greg was the guest. We'll let him go last. What you got, Dre? He left because I'm talking too much. <laughs> Yeah, you, you got to learn how to land a plane here once in a while, Greg. You take off, you don't land too well. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I agree with uh, Mac, even though I'm guilty of it sometimes. Um, just just the emotion and, you know, coming out this sock season, I want the Bears to, to do well, not necessarily in the win column, but I just want them to have some type of awakening to – where we could see some positivity going into the next season. Um, Bears fans need to calm down. Like Greg said, you know, we're meaner to each other than we are to other fans, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of divide that comes in to being a Bears fan, especially coming from Chicago. It's, it's, it's a lot of things that divide us as Bears fans. But people need to calm down and be excited that we got a generational talent, a future superstar, and – in 2024, then we can have these conversations about winning or losing or getting cheated by the ref. Right now, hey, let's just make it out of the season healthy. That's it. Yeah, so that, that sounds like a solid uh, take to me. That's a nice say you don't have solid takes, Dre, but that was a solid one right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean a blind squirrel finds a nut, as I always say. <laughs> what you got for the people, Jeff? Uh, I'm going to just be completely transparent. Bad Guy Radio forced me to be as diverse and versatile as I can. Different political views, different fandoms, different ideologies when it comes to sports and otherwise. Uh, Thank you guys, King Mac, Queen Spooky, your grace, because you allow me to have these interactions with Greg Braggs, Asinine, or Andre. Like, there's a lot of closed-minded people out there that don't want to think for themselves. They just want to latch on to somebody's ideology. And that's due to popularity. Everybody want to be associated with the popular people. But at the end of the day, you have a responsibility to hold yourself accountable to what you believe in. Not according, live your life according to somebody else's beliefs. Here at Bad Guy Radio, I get to promote 
Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, the Boston Red Sox, fucking every fucking light-skinned mulatto motherfucker <laughs> in sports. I get to do that because my platform allows me to. And I don't have to be shackled to any uh, political boundaries. So as I in this episode for me, I want to salute Bad Guy Radio and bend the fucking knee for allowing Justin Lee to be who he is every fucking day. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, always remember, you're good enough, dog. You're good enough. Now, uh, Thank you, dog. With, with that being, don't get on. We ain't say get emotional. I'm just saying you're good enough. Now, with that being said, what you got for the people asking that? Uh, I mean, on this special, on this special episode of Greg Braggs featuring Black and White, because that's might as well what the fuck this should have been, because he couldn't shut the fuck up. Um, uh, you know, what, what the fuck? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Um, no, you're not. Uh, we heard, we we heard, we heard, um, we heard a Bears fan slash Cubs fan come up here and. Spew bullshit about we almost won, we barely lost. Blah blah, <laughs> blah blah, fucking blah. Look, look at the end of the fucking day. At the end of the fucking day, look. I need, I need, to, I need to stop here. I'm gonna focus on all. We got a franchise quarterback. We got a future superstar. We do. We this nigga could still end up being Pat fucking White. All right. At the at the end of next season is when we can crown this nigga that. Not not because he had a good four-game stretch. I think we need to understand that. I crown this nigga franchise quarterback for four games. Y'all need to see this is what I be saying. Y'all be drinking the Kool-Aid. Look, I promise to God, look, your jaw gonna hurt if you leave the dick in your mouth for too long. You oh, sick kid. Air Force Field. Damn. How do you know that? Yeah, I was. Just, yeah, I don't understand. How did? Where, where did you get this from? Calm yeah. down. No. And the way you, you get, speak you about fucking Eloy Jimenez, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm, I'm very consistent about Eloy. What are you talking about? He's a fucking pig, bro. Yeah. Yep. Very no, that's fine. What's Nobody's it? crowning him. We're just saying he well, could be. Can be. Forgive, forgive me for feeling about Justin the way you uh, feel about your uh, favorite White Sox pitcher. Yeah. yeah I, I who is his favorite White Sox pitcher? Is it Kopech? Okay. All right. I, I didn't yeah. know if it was yeah. Cecil Michael Kopech. Kopech. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Michael Kopech is more successful in a White Sox uniform than Justin Fields is in a Yeah. yeah, yeah I call yeah, him Kopech, yeah. not Kopech. But I guess. Kopech. Who cares? That's how I pronounce it. I caught myself saying that shit when I was talking to my uncle the other day. Yeah. Got me fucked up. I'm tired of you. <laughs> tired of you. Don't man. worry about it. When I narrate your shit, so I call, it, wait I call him how Michael good Ford. it's going to sound when I narrate your shit. All this beautiful Ebonics, I'm going to be speaking. <laughs> it's beautiful English language. Who gives a fuck? What you got for we've people, reached, Spook? We, we've reached the climax. Greg. No, Spook. What's the... Wrong white person. Wrong white person. Justin, always, you know, going at, you know, being shitty. Don't get it twisted. Come on now. Yeah, he, he skipped Spook and Matt. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. That's that wine. Leave it alone, dog. That's that cranberry juice. Yeah, eating your brain I need cells. help. I need <laughs> help. I feel you. I feel you, though. Um, So, I want to, you know, obviously give a shout out to BGR Radio and Justin. Um, I, I want an honorable mention to you because it's been an ongoing thing, you know, how we somehow always 
bring up Mankata. <laughs> and I just want to say that I recognize that Justin said his name in probably the first 10 minutes. I didn't even hear his name. I would have threw up. Uh-huh. I didn't even hear uh-huh. his name. Uh-huh. I thought uh-huh. we had got over about Kata. I guess uh-uh. not. He's still a goat. He's still a goat. I want y'all for good. He just recorded another video, too. No. I hope so. Damn, bro. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I think football-wise, from my point of view, and I guess we're still saying, you know, in general, chill the fuck out. Um, I'm just kind of going to be, like I said, never give up. I'm just going to be kind of along for the ride for the rest of the season. I'm still going to watch. I'm going to lower my blood pressure and not scream at the television because it's not worth it. Um, but just in general, you know, chilling out, grounding ourselves. I don't know if you guys saw the blood full moon the other day. I actually got up at 4.15 to watch the eclipse happen and see the moon. It's very, it's very grounding, humbling, nice moment of life to just kind of soak soak stuff like that in realize how small we are how small some of our issues are in general so i guess you know just uh chill out (laughs) did you go outside and put your feet in the ground bare feet uh no it was 38 degrees i had slippers on yeah i don't know what uh what the fuck is dre talking about he lost me Talking about grounding. Left my train. Grounding. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I I know you know, Jess. I was just asking. They don't know. I got you. No, I was too fucking cold for that. Uh, I speak my piece here. As I get closer and closer to my senior citizen age, (laughs) uh, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but fortunately, I seem to be getting a little wiser and wiser and and. Sometimes, unfortunately, fuck? it takes a tragic event to get to this point. But anyway, my point to people is you don't have to respond to negativity with negativity. If everybody is being negative, then you won't have any positive outcome. So if somebody doing something negative to you, you have the choice to be positive about that situation. And not let it change who you are. And in so many situations, everybody responds or many people respond with the same energy that somebody is giving to them. Which means you are in turn allowing them to dictate your pace. That means they control you. So what I'm learning as I get closer to my senior citizen age, because back in my day, if somebody did something negative to me, I would respond in a negative way because I felt like it was like a game. I felt like somebody was trying to get something over me, on on me, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But now I'm going to respond to negative shit in a positive manner. I'm not going to let somebody else dictate how I move, or doing what's right. Because somebody else does something wrong doesn't mean you have to. It's an old saying, I'm pretty sure all our grandparents used to say it, two wrongs don't make a right. Somebody has to be the bigger person in the situation 
Somebody has to be the one in control of their emotions. Somebody has to be the one to show love, even when it's a cold situation. And to me, that's how people should carry themselves. And guess what? We are all be much better people for that. What you got for the people, Greg? I think that's wise words from an old man. You ain't so bad there, Mac. Um, it's been a lot of fun, you know, getting to know you guys here over the last few months. Shout out to our guy Ray over at the Juke Joint, you know, creating those spaces and building a community, you know, where, you know, we can all go on there and bullshit and have fun, talk sports, make fun of each other. Um, you know, it's been fun, like I said, getting to know all you guys. Um, so I appreciate you having me on tonight, you know, uh, bullshitting around. Sorry I talk too much. That's what I fucking do. <laughs> so I apologize to you, S and I think he's sleeping at this point. So, uh, But as far as the Bears are concerned, because I know I'm a Bears guy, so I, I, I'll leave it at this. When it comes to the Bears, one of my favorite quotes ever is from Herm Edwards, and he said, you know, the difference between a 10-6 and six team and a 6-10 and 10 team is about five plays. And that was kind of what I was trying to say earlier. And the reason you are a 6-10 and 10 team or a 10-6 and 6 team is talent. You know, the margin of error is much different when you have a higher talent roster. And when your talent is lacking, you have a smaller margin of error. So right now we have a small margin of error. So those games that we should have, could have won, we're going to lose and be 6-10. and 10. And next year, if we can fill that roster with talent around Justin Fields, those shoulda, woulda, couldas could come back around the other way, and maybe the Bears are the team that's ten and six next season. So I look forward to seeing this team continue to evolve. And yeah, Justin Fields is must see TV. You know, well we've got our our guy now, Devin Hester, or you know taking a pump back, Derrick Rose, you know pulling up, uh, you know for the game winning jumper, and now it's Justin Fields. Uh, dropping back, and you don't know what the fuck he's going to do next. We got a guy that is exciting to watch. Is he a superstar yet? No. But he is certainly extremely exciting to watch, and that is the first time we've been able to say that about a quarterback in a very long time, if ever. So um, good things coming down the road for our Chicago Bears, and we should all just celebrate in that fact. Socks suck. Cubs going to be here sooner than you think. Shut the hell up. Hey, 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 hey. And with that being said, bad guy radio out. Cut the fucking tape. I'm done with these people. <laughs> <laughs>